Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Well, welcome back to the Art of Podcast. I just got through doing something really, really intense and freeing and cleansing And I am, it's kind of a weird space coming to record right after, but I think that it's going to be very enlightening and powerful for you guys to talk to me and to my guest today, Megan Benante, and she is the owner of Tarot Dallas, and she is a tarot card reader, an energy healer, a painter, a master gardener, and just all around kind of a mystical, beautiful woman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That was a really nice introduction. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I almost feel like I don't have enough words to really describe just kind of the breadth of your creative energy and your healing energy. And I've always felt that from you. Oh, thanks. I, yeah, sometimes there isn't words for creativity. I think it just comes out in all different forms. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I met you. So I met you through your hot, your husband. <laughs> Were you going to say my hot husband? Your hot husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, clearly. And your husband is also a, an intense creative. The, the reason I met him was a long time ago because he works with an advertising, he owns an advertising agency, Tractor Beam. Two of my friends were had a lingerie company and he created this I mean, this amazing ad campaign for them. It was called Pout. Yes, I still, we still have the playing cards. Those photographs were amazing. Oh, they were amazing. And this lingerie was absolutely, I mean, Victoria's Secret has nothing on this lingerie. It was so beautiful. Yeah, those were, that was a great shoot. The stuff came out really beautiful yeah, from all that. Yeah, so I met him once a long time ago when he was working on that. And then many years later, ran into him and he said, and I, he said, my, my wife is a tarot card reader. And I was like, oh yeah, I definitely need to go and do that. So I <laughs> called you immediately and got in and had my first reading with you. And I think that that was really my first experience with tarot cards. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 So I found it really enlightening and, and just kind of, um, I feel like it just gives you a snapshot into where you are at that moment to give you a little bit of an understanding about your emotional landscape at the time. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, Yeah, that's actually beautifully said because most people think it's all going to be about future fortune telling and that I'm going to say, you know, who you're going to marry and when you're going to die and all this weird stuff. And it's like, no, it's more like insight into your life. And it gives you, uh, you know, confirmation and reaffirms things that maybe people were thinking about. And then it helps them to have more knowledge to be equipped to make, you know, better decisions moving forward. But Mm -hmm. I love the idea of kind of just this landscape of where your life is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we just got through talking for an hour and I felt like it was like, uh, like a therapy session with guidance that was something beyond you and me. 
Yeah. And I will say part of it is that's how I work. Um, not all readers are more therapy oriented. Um, I just, I had 14 years of therapy growing up uh, from like 14 to 28. And so that had such an influence on how I spoke and how I think about things that it's carried me throughout my life. But not all readers will come kind of from that perspective on it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so bringing that up. So tell me about your background. I mean, because we, we know each other, but I don't know you that well. Tell me about where you grew up, where you came from. Tell me about this 14 years of therapy. That's, <laughs> that's definitely right on brand for this podcast. Yeah. Well, it was kind of intense. Um, so I am originally from Maryland and grew up in Annapolis and went through a, a series of interesting, just kind of life challenges. Um, my mom had cancer when she was seven months pregnant with me. Oh, wow. And so um, she chose to carry me to term and she died when I was four. Mm. So I stayed with my dad until I was 11. And then I had spent summers visiting different relatives so he could work. My sister and I would travel around. And so when I was 11, I went to move in with my godmother, who had been my mom's best friend. And so she just offered me a very different type of lifestyle. I was kind of a, you know, hippie child, like living in the, the forest in this sailing club when I was real young. Mm. And then um, I moved to Dallas and it was like after school activities and structure. You're going to be a soccer player now. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we weren't so much sports oriented, but culture she was uh, all about culture so okay. um we had season tickets to the opera we went to the museums all the time I was in art classes so a lot of creative energy kind of came out of that and those were all kind of a lot to deal with I never ended up moving back in with my dad and just kind of lost that relationship over the years so that's where the therapy had come into play was to kind of heal from that yeah yeah because I mean regardless you know, even if your parents don't mean to leave you, I mean, your mom passed away, she didn't have any agency over that. And, right. you know, just the growth of away from your dad, I'm sure that wasn't intentional, but it, it still feels like an abandonment wound. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and both really were, you know, my dad eventually stopped sending money and things mm -hmm. like that. So, so it was a, it was a real abandonment. Yeah. Um, and I saw it that way for a long time, you know, rather than just being a person who really wasn't good with money and couldn't manage his own life, but which is where I kind of accept that energy now. But, you know, I felt a lot of hurt growing up from that. Mm -hmm. So, but I had this really amazing therapist and she really filled a void in my life. And she, gosh, in my 20s, she saw me like three days a week. As a um, yeah, as a case study. So like I paid twenty five dollars an hour. Oh, that's fortunate. Yeah, that's fortunate. Yeah. Um, now I have no idea what notes are taken on me, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that helped me to rebuild a lot of self confidence and bridges in my life. And I actually like graduated out of therapy. Yeah. Moved to group and then fully graduated, and that was you know really powerful for me to be able to go through it. I bet because a lot of people go to therapy, but they don't actually go the whole distance with it. Right. You know, they, they might start feeling a little bit better and then quit and then be in the same place a couple of like a year later or what have you. Did she do any specific type of therapy like CBD or was she just, um, Oh no, this would have been way before CBD. Oh, okay. I mean, this is like 
you know, 30 plus years ago okay. or 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were just talking through your feelings and she was just being there for you. Yeah. Or maybe uh, she, was she psychoanalytic at all? She's doing any Freudian oh analysis on you. <laughs> I have no idea, but yeah. I do know she gave me a lot of, you know, part of it was getting life skills. Like this is what you need to do to not act crazy. Mm. And these are the skills that you need to manage your emotions. And so there was a Is real... she still in practice? I might need her number. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I actually don't know what has happened to her. Her last name was Little, though, which was interesting because that ended up being my nickname for a long time from oh. one of my friends. So anyway, yeah, uh, she was just, you know, really a, a good protector for me and filled that mother void that I had. And I think a lot of times that's what we're trying to do in therapy is you know, heal the wounds and fill the voids and make those connections, build those bridges. And I, I feel that, that that was accomplished during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's really beautiful. I'm so glad that, that you got to have that experience with her. Yeah. Well, I think it helps if people start young too. Like, don't be afraid to stick your kids in therapy. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yeah. Right. As a friend of mine, um, and my 12-step group said that, and she was actually a therapist. She's amazing. But she said that her amends to her kids is that she promised them that she would just pay for their therapy for the rest of their life. <laughs> you know? That'll help. Yeah. That, it all helps. And I, I will say, like, I think all of it paid off because I do have really great teenage kids now. Like, yeah. um, you know, I can see how well-adjusted they are and their ability to communicate. And I was like, okay, yeah. all those years paid off. That has to be gratifying too. Oh yeah, to totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, so how did all of this kind of come into whenever you started reading tarot cards for a living and being an energy healer? Tell me about your journey to that. Um. So, well, most for most people, things kind of open up with like a moment of insight and over something that's dramatic in their lives and. I was nine months pregnant and I knew my baby was going to die. And oh. so, um, I, I went to the hospital that day and we did the heart monitor. You did it. You did it. You had an intuition that something was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was oh. walking down the stairs and I looked at my husband. I said, this baby better not come out dead. And he was like, Oh my God, why would you say that? And mm. I was like, I don't know. Mm. And the doctor did the sonogram and the heart monitor and everything looked fine that day. And then five days later, she was still born. Wow. wow. So, and that was right before I was about to graduate therapy. Yeah. Um, the universe is saying, Oh, you think you got this? Well, bam, let me give you something. <laughs> you know, I stayed on a few more months, but I was really, my skills were done. I mean, when you're mourning, you're mourning and that's, it's different than depression. It's just a, a different grief, but mm -hmm. that, you know, losing her opened me up to Tarot, which some girlfriends took me out to kind of pick me up to mm -hmm. this reader. And he's like, oh, if you want to be a reader, you'll be good at it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So so there was that. Um, but it also opened me up to gardening, um, which I had not been uh, into before. And, um, and you have a beautiful garden at your house. I love you. it so much. When I came to your house, it was just, it looked like a little fairy, uh, those little balls that are in your pool and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I just felt magic there at your house. Thank you. I, that was the goal. It feels magical to me as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, 
so yeah, it was an interesting journey kind of coming into it. I really, everything that I did as far as diving into tarot, I was, it was, it was challenging because back then, um, there weren't as many books as there are now. It wasn't so cool. It's been over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I was studying like Eden Gray and she was like, you don't read tarot for yourself. Mm. And so trying to learn the cards without applying it to my own life was really challenging. But I found from the beginning, I was seeing really, you know, intense and heavy things for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it came up really strong, really fast, but it was probably three years before I found an intuitive course. And that was help helped me to like, let go of the books and really step into my own kind of power and strength with it. Mm. Um, Wow. Did you have a really strong spiritual connection previously? You must have had some kind of connection to something powerful and higher than you to be able to connect to the cards and read for people and have the confidence and the, and the way to go forward with that. I mean, did you feel like you were ordained in a certain way or what was your feeling around reading for people? Yeah, definitely not ordained, not ordained. Okay. <laughs> is that the, maybe the, the wording is wrong, but like, I don't know, chosen or just like a knowing that you're supposed to be there. No, it, it's not like that. You know, it's, I mean, like most of us, we sort of fall into something, we're doing something and then all of a sudden we were, we were like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. I'll keep doing this. And, okay. you know, it, it went in that step. Um, now, I always had a really strong spiritual life. My dad encouraged that. Um, he was very non-traditional. I grew up with Buddhist prayers and kind of this bohemian lifestyle. And then my godmother was uh, in the Episcopal Church. And we went to Mass. I went at least twice a week, every week. Um, sometimes, you know, during holidays, three or four times. Wow. That's very different coming from a little bit more of a, like open spiritual belief system to Episcopal. Yeah, no, very much so. Um, but I really connected with it because for me, it was so much about my relationship with God or the divine and how I experienced that. Um, and I was loyal to the church until I took philosophy in college. And then I was like, Oh, (laughs) this doesn't work for me anymore that's tough yeah um but I also uh, you know it gave me a tremendous foundation for a lot of things and it also gave me a lot of opportunity to explore and create questions where I didn't have them before so I don't regret any of that yeah yeah I mean it's definitely an education and like a a ground foundation right that you can expand Mm -hmm. on and and draw on so I grew up um in a Baptist church and went to Baptist school and have struggled because so many of the things that I really trust and lean on today, like tarot cards and astrology. I mean, they definitely said that was witchcraft, you know, like it's witchcraft. Witchcraft is bad. It's of the devil. It's, you know, come, you know, all the things, there's a lot of programming, especially in the Southern Christianity world. Do you, what are your thoughts about, you know, if anyone's listening going, you know, Tarot is really bad. <laughs> well, my godmother would definitely not approve of what I do. Right. Um, but she, I was the person she came through when she passed. Mm. And so she came to see me because she knew I'd see her. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It, it, but I don't feel like it's, you know, you have to really look at the history of the church and what it was. A, there was a lot of corruption. There was a lot about power. And, you know, the Pope was also a war leader back in the day. And, you know, so when you look at things like that, 
they were denouncing, you know, um, any sort of uh, worship of the goddess, of Mother Earth, of anything that would steer power away from the church and the church being the center of the universe. And so, you know, it's all just kind of history. And I think, you know, if somebody's comfortable with me, then they're going to be comfortable with me. Yeah. And if they're not, that's okay, too. I don't push readings on people. Yeah. Um, I don't seek people. I don't seek out people to read for them. They come to me if that's something they want. It's not like, um, you know, and with my readings, it wasn't like, you know, $10 drop in the pan either. It's like you're, you're going and you're committing to this session with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've, I've, um, the more I've been studying it, just realizing how embedded astrology was in the church. And then they deliberately started leaving it out of all the manuscripts and, you know, and everything that was the final edit for the Bible because it was too, too powerful for the people. It was too much information, you know? So you've actually kind of moved away from seeing clients on a daily basis now. So Prior, you were seeing all kinds of clients, doing all kinds of healings, and now you're kind of moving into a different phase. And so what does that all look like for you now as far as your practice with, with tarot cards? And Well, it's an interesting journey. Um, so, uh, and when you say healings, I know a lot of people are like, well, what's that? Um, it's not spells. I, I don't do any kinds of spells or anything. It's actually energy work. And mm-hmm. so working in someone's... Um, energy field, you know, just like when you feel someone walk up behind you, you sense their energy is there. So I would physically go in and work in someone's energy field to help release things. Is that technically Reiki or is it some other type of mine was a mine was a practice called body and soul enlightenment okay um but it is some it's some of its foundations are in reiki there were several different things that my master had trained me in i always felt like it was stronger than reiki but it could have just been my teacher and my my practice of it as well um my ability to do the work because i think you can have really powerful Reiki teachers and you can have mediocre Reiki teachers or uh, practitioners, I should say. Um, But I think that comes with, you know, in in any industry, anything that you're in, you know, some people are awesome and some people aren't. But so I have stopped doing healing work and seeing individual clients for readings. This is not uncommon for psychics. Um, They often will transition into other directions like writing and things like that. Um, because the outpouring of energy is really great. And, you know, I say my prayers before every session with my clients present, and I'm asking for help and guidance and protection of my body as well as reading for their highest and greatest good. And as much as I don't want that to be a draining experience, I do feel that there is part of the physical body's energy that, that goes into that. We're not, we're not meant to play God. Now, yeah. I do think we are all part of God and God is in us, that everything's interconnected, but the physical body has some limitations. And so um, last year in April of 2021, I was diagnosed with uh, metastatic breast cancer mm-hmm. and it had spread to my bones, which is how my mom had passed. Mm-hmm. So, and I do carry the gene. I'd had cancer back when I was 35. Um so, but I'd already had a bilateral mastectomy and all the things. So I really didn't expect it to come back. And so it, 
I've spent the last, you know, over a year now in this healing journey. And part of the message that I got both in January from a Reiki master and then again from Carolyn Mace was that I needed to save my energy for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, God just gave me this message twice. I am not going to mess this up. So I immediately called my husband and said, I'm closing my practice (laughs) while I was out of town. So he could sit with that without me being home. Yeah. And then um, when I came home, I started shutting things down. And it took me a few months to wrap up. Um, I mean, I was booked six weeks out. So it took me a while to wrap everybody up. Wow. I, I really admire and respect the fact that you shut down a thriving business to really love yourself and to heal yourself and even having the wherewithal to even hear a message and and honor that and trust it. I mean, I think that we, a lot of us really just go through life, just having these intuitive hits, but don't really honor them. And that's exactly what you did. Well, and I think that, I mean, that's, really what my life has been about is following my intuitive hits, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why I'm at where I'm at. But I, I will say this time I had to get the message twice. But you know, <laughs> when it came out in the same words from a totally different person, I was like, Oh, okay, I really need to, this is this is the real deal. And I need to have faith that God's got a better plan than I do. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been interesting, though, that as I closed it up, my energy began to increase and my healing has um, definitely been, you know, kind of off the charts. So, um, that makes sense because working with people and, and holding space for people, it, it depletes your life force a little bit. It gives you some too, but it, it's, it's very, um, energetically draining. It can be, it can be. Although I, I mean, I love, I loved what I was doing. Love it. And I still do some events if things come up, but that's also a very kind of like, I mean, they're, they're tiring when you work an event, but it's very fast and fun and it's, it brings out my theater upbringing and, you know, the acting. You had a theater upbringing too? Yeah, that came with my godmother, of course. (laughs) Oh, you didn't tell me that. I know. I'm sorry. I left that part out. Yeah. I was a theater minor in college. Oh, okay. Great. Awesome. So fun, right? So fun. It's so fun. I would, I would love to go back and redo that again. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing that again? Like maybe joining a little theater group or doing some kind of acting? I don't know. Um, We were all, uh, we all became performers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it was interesting because, you know, you could have like half a cast out of the four of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, um, I used to have nightmares about like forgetting my lines on stage. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the waiter weeds nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that would be my stress dream. So I, I actually really kind of backed out of theater. Um, I did try some modeling when my early twenties and, um, you know, I had some, they would send me on some auditions and stuff too. But yeah, I just was afraid I never knew enough back then Mm -hmm. or that I wouldn't be good enough and that kind of thing. So, you know, you you end up stepping away from that. Um, But we'll see where the future go, what the future holds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I see this a lot with people who are trying to create the, the fear that they haven't mastered it and they're not good enough will stop them from trying or doing like they want to be a master and hit it out of the park immediately. You know? Yeah. I have that problem when I paint. (laughs) You do? Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm always worried that it's not going to be good enough. So like I have a hard time starting. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. That is that I think everybody has that. I've kind of done. I mean, I I definitely suffer from that, but I almost have accepted that none of it's going to be perfect. So I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Good, <laughs> you know, um, because what's the worst that can happen? Some people are going to love it, and some people are going to hate it. Always, no matter who you are. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so I the creative journey has been more of the the thrill of it than the response for me a oh, little bit. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think you have to get to because when you're, you know, when you're looking to somebody to tell you that it's okay, there's somebody's always going to not think it's okay. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Well, and that's such a hard thing for me as well, because, you know, my work has always been about giving to people and supporting them in their space. And then being creative is about me. Mm-hmm. And, I think that's where, you know, I have a fear with painting with plants. I can watch them grow and evolve and change. So that's like, it's living art. Um, But a painting is just going to be in that same space until you change it. (laughs) You're a beautiful painter. I could never paint what you paint. Oh, thanks. It's so so beautiful and detailed and, and, um, what's the word, like polished, like it's so regal I don't know what the name of it is but it's oh, like I, yeah I'll no. take it <laughs> yeah it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful um I mean you you really have jumped around in this and played with this creative energy in so many different ways have you felt yourself shift and have you been aware that you've you're just kind of like swimming in all this creativity your whole life or yeah um well, the unfortunate thing was it got shut down for a while because I think I probably always would have just been an artist. Um, a painter? Yeah, coming from my life with my dad. But um, because my godmother offered so many extracurricular activities and then I, I doodled on my schoolwork so much, but I wasn't great in school. So I got a sort of like, hey, you need to quit drawing and paying pay attention. Right. Um, so I stopped drawing and I really lost touch with a lot of that. So, um, you know, I had some, some stuff to work around there, Mm -hmm. but anything I do tends to come out creative. I mean, that can be cooking. It can be getting dressed. I have a hard time like wearing a t-shirt and jeans without having, turning it into an outfit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you guys haven't, I'm going to link her Instagram, but it's so stylish. You're so cute. I love your aesthetic on your Instagram. Thank you. Um, you can get lots of, um, I love your like pocket readings. Oh, uh, the Friday ones. Yeah. 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 And, um, can you kind of explain what that is? Yeah. So, um, you know, we can certainly read for people in the collective. So, you know, and that means that we're all sort of collectively moving through something together. You know, our country is definitely, you can see the shift in our country right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, on Fridays, I would do charm readings. And um, and you always look so cute. Your outfits, your hair, all your everything. <laughs> so cute. Your backgrounds, everything. Thank you. I have to say, I do put in effort for that. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. It takes me like two hours to film that two that ten minutes. You yeah. know, just yeah. the getting ready aspect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, so I I pull charms. You pick a charm, and then the reading for that charm applies to 
whatever the person's needing at that moment. And so I've got those on um, Instagram. They're they're weekly, and so they sort of change each week and where people are. And then also on YouTube, I would look at specific questions. Um, you know, if somebody's going through something, if they need help with their parenting skills, if they needed, they were feeling suicidal or, you know, whatever kind of level they were at, there's, you know, direct questions on there that they can kind of go to. And, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Yeah, and that's under Megan Bonanti. Okay. So. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link all your stuff in the show notes so people oh, okay, can great. find you. Uh, so as a collective, I mean, obviously we have elections coming up in November and like there's a lot of crazy big stuff in the news and everybody's really big and inflamed and do you have just like a, a psychic intuitive wish for all of us listening just to like to ground us a little bit? Oh gosh, pray. Mm. You know, I really think that uh, we don't pray enough. I love that. And I mean, you can do that while you're standing in the grocery line. You can do it while you're sitting in traffic. Um, you know, we just really need to be more connected to each other. And I think, you know, when we pray, it's sort of, it's similar to meditation, except that you're asking, whereas meditation, I think you're listening. Um, But you're connecting on that divine level. And we're all part of that and all connected into that. So the more we pray, the higher our vibration is going to be overall. Um, As people are bringing their spiritual journey more into the self and focusing on what they need to know for themselves personally. And so there is, uh, you know, when we went to things like church, there is, you're praying, you're spending a lot of that time in prayer. Hymns are prayers that are sung. And so I think that, you know, there has been sort of the lost soul has been kind of flying around for the past several years. And that trend is just growing more and more, Mm -hmm. especially with the influence of social media, because rather than sitting in that space of wonder or discomfort, we reach for our phones and we search TikTok or Instagram and, you know, looking at whatever's next. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you are feeling some discomfort just because of the general mass energy, social media certainly will pigeonhole you into feeling, you know, self-righteousness and indignation and like fear, you know, I feel like it will really do that. And, um, I can certainly become, uh, involved in that a little bit, but it, it, what you saying that just reminded me of something that I used to hear in church and in school, cause I went to a Baptist school until high school too, is they always used to tell us to pray for our president. Like, even if, your parents don't like him, or even if you don't, you know, just pray that they do well and are led and, you know, lead with love. And, um, and I thought about that not too long ago. And I did a little bit of that for our current and our past, you know, just because I feel like we all just need a little bit more love (laughs) around, around this, you know, like let's, let's figure out what that is and, and lean into that. Cause I mean, all this fighting is just, it's killing me. Yeah. Well, I've been driving through Texas a lot and like the billboards, they're so, they're so intense. Yeah. Um, you really see what people are angry about. Yeah. And it's, it's sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like cosmically, because obviously both sides believe what they're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Like so wholeheartedly, you know, like, without any doubt, 
But like in this world, we have to come together. We have to learn how to live with each other or we just freaking kill each other and then just live with the destruction and build from there. I don't know. You know, I hope that's not the case, but I guess uh, sometimes you destroy to build back up, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's the tower card, mm. you know, I mean, in, 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 as humans, I think we all come to a point of where we have to destroy something to find our way out of it. Mm-hmm. We got to break it down. And, yeah. you know, that's the dark night of the soul. Yeah. I feel like I live that I'm Scorpio rising and, you know, Virgo and like, I just feel like that's a theme. I have a lot of very, very uh, Plutonian in my chart too. So I have a lot of Pluto, but yeah. I mean, I guess we do that sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that's divorce and marriage and, uh, you know, there's a lot of choices we make that we have to break away uh, and that's change. That's why it's scary. Mm -hmm. I just think that right now, if we look at the country, we're about to change. Yeah. And and we're fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. And people are fighting the change. People are saying, no, we need to be the same or no, we need to go back to the old ways. Some people are fighting for the new ways, you know, it's just, that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so I think that one thing everyone can agree on is that it's very uncomfortable and it's very stressful. So how do you have a personal practice where you kind of are comfortable in the uncomfortable? How do you stay peaceful? Um, well, I work at it every day. And, you know, it, when I really think about it, I've been working at it since I was 17. Yeah. Do you so, have, do you have a, a, a ritual that you do every day? Um, no. Well, prayer has been a big part of my life. Um, and I would love to say I meditate. I haven't been great at that right recently. Um, but exercise is part of that because uh, that releases stress for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably my yard work. Because when we connect with the earth, um, you know, I'm out there barefoot a lot, not digging holes, but when I'm watering, I'll be barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's regrounding. It's, um, you know, breathing in the fresh air uh, or the dryness. It's connecting with nature in, in a city, which is really important. Because we can be surrounded in concrete in Dallas really, really easily. You know, this was all prairie land. So all the trees we have for the most part, we're planted. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the easiest climate for things to grow, especially in the summer. So yeah, um, for me, it's being a part of that and connecting into that, I think is probably the most ritualistic aspect of my life. That's really big. So last week I spoke a little bit about this um, movie on Gaia TV called, I think it's called The Earthing Project or something, but it's all just talking about earthing and grounding and, the importance of us not having on rubber soles on our feet and actually touching the wet soil. And because we actually get an electrical charge from the earth because we're part of the earth. We're not separated from it, but we hardly ever touch it in anymore because we always have shoes on our feet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to like really scrub my foot with a, my feet with a loofah. So they stay pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I I love going barefoot. I love going barefoot, but sometimes like, um, they do get a little bit like not cute. So you have to keep up with that. That's important too. (laughs) That doesn't make us happy when our feet aren't cute. No, not (laughs) ugly heels. Yeah. Well, what are you reading these days? I always try to give my audience 
a resource that they can walk away from and start reading. It can be tarot related or spirituality or just something you're loving doing right now. Um, well, gosh, so right now I'm actually reading um, The Way of the Rose, oh. which is about working with the rosary, but it's written by a Buddhist monk and his wife. Interesting. And yeah, um, it is kind of cool because it goes into the history of working with beads and how, you know, that was actually... Um, it came out of the goddess energy of working um, uh, with the Druids and, you know, that Earth Mama energy. And when the Roman Catholic Church went up north to uh, convert them, they, you know, had to adopt some of the practices. And so, um, you know, praying on beads has been around for ages. And so it's just an interesting... Uh, book and I'm in a in a prayer group that um, we work with a rosary and so I I didn't mean to kind of go down this path it just sort of opened up to me and I've found it quite interesting wow I love that I love that you know I mean I think some people really get kind of taken aback when you start mentioning mentioning Catholicism or you know Mm -hmm. the church or this and that but there's so much that we can when we're really tapping into the Christ consciousness and the spirit of where all these traditions, where they came from, that there's a lot for us to, to know in these mystical, spiritual traditions. And, you know, they may not, they may look a little different right now to us, but there's so much to know. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Yeah. But when I started reading the book, I was like, Oh, this is really groovy. Yeah. Like I can get into this. Yeah. Um, but I was not someone who thought they would be praying on rosary beads ever. But I'm just, you know, I'm going with it. If I'm not open to learning, then, you know, a closed system, you don't change. So exactly, exactly. Well, that is really cool. I will absolutely check that out because uh, if you're into it, I bet it's really fun. I didn't even ask you. So you're, I know you're a Leo, but do you do you know you're rising in your moon? Yeah, uh, rising Aries Uh and moon in Leo, too, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So strong. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a force. (laughs) All all that fire. All that fire. A lot of fire. Wow. Do you know about Taurus in your your chart? Because Because you're so grounded and you're so aesthetic and beautiful. I just thought that maybe Taurus would be a big part. Um, well, you know, we all have all the planets all the time. Yeah. So, um, but I don't off the top of my head, remember all the placement. I'm just kind of learning in astrology right now. Okay. I'm a student of definitely not. Yeah. And every, every time I try to guess something about someone, I'm wrong, like completely. So that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's great. So now you're learning about astrology. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fun. I'm enjoying that. And, oh, and I'm not actually practicing readings anymore. So okay. um, just, you know, if people are looking to book, that's I'm not available, but I do have referrals uh, listed on my website of people that I trust and I think are really good. So. Okay. And, and do you, so you have other tarot card readers and do you have energy healers on there too, people that you recommend and send people to? Yeah, I just have one tarot card reader, okay. Holly Shipley, and then I have um, two energy healers. One does Reiki work and one does Ayurveda. Okay. So. Okay, great. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll link that. Well, thank you so much for coming and being on The Art Of. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Okay, we'll do it again soon. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.
As always, thank you for listening all the way through to the end of the Art of Podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review and a written review. It helps the show get listened to and distributed, and it's just really good. And I want to thank you in advance for that. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Leah Fisher Art, and also visit my website because I have a great section that highlights a lot of the resources that I talk about on the show. And then it also has some of my art too, if you want to scroll around and look at that. And if you guys have any resources that you are really enjoying that are helping your healing or just making life a little bit better, share those with me because I would love to share them with my audience. And in the meantime, I hope everyone's doing great and I will talk with you soon.